Welcome to Talking Element. My name is Michelle G. Currently at Element, we are going through the Songs of Ascent. And this week we are looking at Psalm 129 and the theme of perseverance. So I am grateful today. We have our friend Jason Hilton here. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're glad you're here. Would yeah. you mind sharing a little bit about yourself? Although I'm sure people recognize you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I probably a few of them. Uh, I do music at the church, kind of just mope around wherever people need me. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I kind of just get here and there wherever people need help. Um, you, you might have seen me walking around with a camera. I like to take pictures of events and things that are going on. It's kind of something that I've taken into as a hobby and kind of a side hustle. And mm -hmm. um, But yeah, I've, I've been at Element for about six years now and it's my home. Well, we're glad to have you. Thanks. And you're moping. <laughs> you're multi-talented moping. moping. Yes, thank you. <laughs> well, before we dive into conversation, uh, why don't I walk us through Psalm 129. Sure. They've kicked me around ever since I was young. This is how Israel tells it. They've kicked me around ever since I was young, but they never could keep me down. Their plowmen plowed long furrows up and down my back, but God wouldn't put up with it. He sticks with us. Then God ripped the harnesses of the evil plowmen to shreds. Oh, let all those who hate Zion grovel in humiliation. Let them be like grass and shallow ground that withers before the harvest, before the farmhands can gather it in, the harvesters get in the crop before the neighbors have a chance to call out, congratulations on your wonderful crop. We bless you in God's name. Anything jump out at you in that psalm? Um, nothing ever changes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was written thousands of years ago. Right. And that is human nature, just as we know it. I mean, I think anybody can read that and think, oh, I, I, I know, I know who, who's done that to me, or I know somebody who's done that to somebody else. Right. And that's unfortunate, but maybe not with crops per se. But well, yeah, our, whatever our, our our modern day version of crops is. Right. So in this message, Aaron talks about perseverance, and he talks about really that shining in the midst of hardships and just hard times, those moments when our discipleship can just be really tested. And what does it mean to be a persevering people who are named by God? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing about maybe those moments in your life where have you dealt with hardship that you felt really tested your discipleship? What did that look like? <laughs> yeah, um, it's funny because I, I, I photographed my first wedding solo um, this last week and um, it was for some friends. And so there were people that, that haven't seen me in a few years, mm -hmm. like maybe the last five or six years oh, wow. that showed up and they were, they looked at me and they said, where did all your gray hair come from? <laughs> because six years ago, this was all brown, believe it or not. <laughs> I've lived through, through some things in the last decade that have been difficult, um, but I think perseverance is a big, has been a key part of my life, having been through two divorces. Um, and being a single dad, um, and my job in general is stressful, but there's not really anything I can do about that. It's mm -hmm. just what it is. I always wanted to be Joey from Friends, and it turns out I'm Ross or whatever, but um, I, I do kind of, my, my story's a little rough. My first wife uh, was not faithful. That's where Element kind of rebuilt me, and I ended up meeting somebody else um, and getting married again, and uh, that didn't last terribly long, um, and I had to make some difficult and unpopular decisions um, 
in order to persevere, <laughs> in, mm -hmm. in order to get through and to, to really um, put my son into a situation where he was gonna be okay long-term and safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's easy in our nature to want to give up. Mm. But I think that especially as believers, we have to realize that we're living for something that's bigger than who we are. And we have a hope that's bigger than who we are. Um, and to have a meaningful life is to do things that are meaningful and to, to make choices um, and to live a life where everything you do has meaning. Um, so instead of giving up, Mm -hmm. um, instead of of letting those those problems um, where life just gets messy and awful sometimes knocks you down yeah find Christ as your center mm -hmm. as your as your meaning and to get up in spite of those things and to say God is bigger than this to pray for that that strength that you need to go forward and to say okay well God's carried me through what I've been through so far He's going to carry me through this. What were those truths about God that you just found yourself clinging to at times to carry you through that? that you have weathered quite a bit. Before I had my son, my ex and I, his mom, had a, a daughter mm. a year before, and she ended up dying in my hands when she was born. And I think that was the first time in my walk that I had questioned, why God, why? Like, mm -hmm. wh what's the point? Why did she have to die? Why do I have to live through this? I'm a good person. Mm -hmm. I serve you. I'm a good husband. I would be a great dad to this little girl. And here she is dead mm -hmm. in my hands. Why would you do this? And I think this many years out looking back, I still don't have a clear answer. But I will tell you that um, God takes those rough times and he patches you back together and shows you what you're able to handle. And you see God give you the strength when you have none. And if nothing else through, through that, I've learned that, that even if I don't have it in myself to move on, mm -hmm. God gives me what I need to move on. And it's been a lesson for me to trust Him. Mm -hmm. And 366 days later, I had a son and he's mm -hmm. 14 now. Wow. And God is faithful, and He's been faithful in, in me being a father. Mm. When thinking about this theme, you know, the idea of perseverance, I would say, is not exclusive to Christianity or people who follow and submit to Jesus. For sure. But I was thinking about kind of the implications to what it means to persevere without Jesus. And to me, that is just the fastest road to burnout possible, right? It's just relying, yeah. let's rely on my own strength, my own abilities. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna suck it up and just do it anyway. And to me, there's just so much freedom and relief in understanding perseverance and resting on the work of Jesus. Yeah. As opposed to our own abilities. For sure. And I think with that, you kind of touched on this too. It, it allows for a certain kind of messiness in the midst of perseverance. You and I have talked about grief before. You know, I've shared with you, we've, we've had a couple of miscarriages. I remember there were times where I was just like, I can't even grieve well. Like I'm not even, <laughs> not even grieving the way I want to. It's not looking the way I want it to. Right. And and being just flooded with God's grace in that. And be like, you don't even need to do this well. You need to just trust me. You yeah. need to trust who I am. But what does it mean then to involve community and perseverance? You know, as an introvert, as someone that often likes to be alone, hmm. knowing you, I think you you understand the value of community. Absolutely. And I think element 
in particular has been uh, very important to teach me the value of community because mm-hmm. um, I think for, for me as an introvert, it's easy for me to hide right. and to try to do it on my own. And one of the first things when I started coming to Element was um, I met with you, I met with Aaron, I met with Mikey, mm-hmm. and basically everybody said, you have to do redemption groups. And I was like, groups? What's, there's groups that's... <laughs> We don't do group projects. Red flag. I'm an introvert. Yeah. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. Um, and but honestly, it was the best thing for me. And mm-hmm. I got involved in a GC, um, and I was with wonderful people that that heard my story, mm-hmm. cared for me, prayed for me, um, and you know even cared for Tyler, who was kind mm-hmm. of along for the ride, and you know not really understanding what was going on in my mind, and I'm yeah. trying to piece my life together, but try to hold his together at the same time because right. he was younger, you know, yeah. he was seven when that all happened, wow. and when we showed up at Element, and man, life is just crazy sometimes. What's beautiful about the church and what's beautiful about being part of a community is that that if if you are doing it right you know the church knows your your gc knows Mm -hmm. and they're going to help in any way they can Mm -hmm. i I always wonder if people think like he's so outgoing on stage and then as soon as he's off stage it's like don't look at me i just kind of (laughs) veer off or if if i'm if i'm at church on a sunday or people take a nap right (laughs) i do i nap afterwards so one thing aaron talks about in the message is that it's not necessarily guarantee that we're going to grow wiser or in deeper trust of who God is just as a natural result of suffering. Mm. There's really, I think, a consciousness of of trusting who Jesus is. He uses the phrase hyperstanding, standing in the truth of who God is. And mm. I'm wondering with everything that you've shared that you've been through, do you feel like that's led you to deeper trust of who God is? I think um, when you're going through a divorce, when you're going through a difficult relationship, when you're going um, just through trials in general and you're suffering and you're in the mud of life, um, I think you just have to keep treading and just know, okay, I'm going to just trust you, Jesus, because you got me through this. You're going to get me through this next thing. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get me through the next thing after that that I don't even know about yet. I have put my faith in him to the to the degree that I don't really worry about much anymore. Mm. Um, I know that life is hard. I know that life is going to be difficult. I know that that outside of just cancer and earthquakes and hurricanes, the things that that life naturally throws at you, that there's also maliciousness in people, mm-hmm. and um, that people are going to wrong you, and even in relationships and things like that. Um, I, I have faith that that God will carry me through those difficult things that that should be under someone's control, but not necessarily mine. Hmm. So I think we have a really privileged vantage point being able to lead music occasionally, and it's, it's especially after being apart, right through COVID. I don't know about you, it's been so beautiful. I think to be. Oh, it's so nice to be back, back in the it's room. So with, nice to be back with people worshiping yeah. together in that context and. It's really interesting because to me, we all gather together and we're a unified body, and yet each one of us is in such different life circumstances. Here you are, you're leading music as a, a human being going through life. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it been like? What's your journey been like leading music and leading worship in that context at Element with all of this going on in the background? You know, some days are really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, especially when you're when you're in the thick of it and you're struggling. Uh, it's I know that that God is bigger than than how I feel, mm-hmm. and even if I wake up on a day that I have to lead the congregation in worship, um, if I'm not feeling it, uh-huh. um, I know that. God can work bigger things through me if I'm obedient and I just go in and do what he wants me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, when that does happen, God ends up doing a big work in my heart, yeah. as, he, as he does um, when we're running. Um, he tends to grab a hold of us. Sometimes if, if people are, are watching or listening and they look at me and I'm like, I step back for, from the mic for a second, I sometimes have to gather my emotions yeah. um, and get back into it because... Um, it, it really is amazing that when we were when we were pre-recording the services during COVID, when we couldn't have anybody in the room, it it felt kind of stale in the room. It was weird to to lead worship to an empty room. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still able to, you know, sing the songs to Jesus, to God, to 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 pray fullheartedly. But I think there's something about the the energy that that other believers bring into a room when the Holy Spirit is moving in the lives of people, that that really that's when you feel that that network of of followers really stirring one another to um, the throne of God. Um, I I shared this quote um, last time I led about, about a month ago, that that my favorite musician has this quote that he says that. Um, you can sing a song to 86,000 people and they'll sing it back to you for 86,000 different reasons. Mm. And, you know, the musician I'm quoting is not a, a, a worship musician at all, um, but the point stands to the truth that, you know, you might be singing, you know, how great is our God for a different reason than I am. Right. Because you've you've got your story and you've got your reasons that, that God, is, the things that God is lifted you up through and th- or carried you through and the things that that God is moving in your heart right now and the things that he's done in, in your past but so has everyone else mm-hmm. um, and I feel like I've become more conscious of okay this is this is maybe what God is doing for them I love it. that rings so true for me and mm. yeah I remember there was this one time there was a woman in our church she had just lost her husband and she's sitting directly in front of me and like you said sometimes it's hard to keep it together but there's such a power and a strength I think in not just gathering together but also being known among that group of people it really it just enriches and deepens our corporate worship I think and Mm -hmm. you have to remember that about these psalms too it's like this you know this was a church traveling together they, they knew each other's stories and they were on this journey to worship. And it is amazing to step back and think of the scale. Of, and God knows each of our stories, each of our hearts as we're singing these songs together. It's it's staggering. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jason, thank you so much for being here, for everything you shared. I just yeah. love your heart and your honesty. And yeah, anytime. I know so many of us are blessed by yeah. having you serve in the roles that you do. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah. So thank you so much for watching or listening, and we hope you'll tune in next time.